Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton, hour number two, Oilers now. A couple different themes in the final uh, hour of the show. I will resurface and get back to some of your texts as well on our Heartland 4 text line. A reminder, the second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by our title sponsor, and that is Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. In this hour, former Edmonton Oilers netminder, very briefly, uh, back in, geez, I think it was like 83, 84, and around that time, uh, Mike Zanier coming up out of Sweden. And uh, we're going to talk about the signing of uh, Joel uh, Parison, a defenseman, a right shot D. It's a one-way contract next year at a million bucks. So whether or not he's in Edmonton or in the minors, it's $1 million. Um, and then the commissioner of the Western Hockey League is Ron Robinson, out of, uh, well, initially out of uh, the University of Saskatchewan. Um, and we'll talk about the move for the Western Hockey League from Kootenay into Winnipeg. We'll keep taking texts on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest volume dealers, Heartland Ford, out in Fort Saskatchewan. And guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table, Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. When we went to uh, Gothenburg, Sweden, to watch the Oilers against uh, New Jersey. The Oilers, by the way, skated six times in four days in between uh, the, the exhibition game in Germany and then the game in Sweden. Uh, didn't have a lot of juice in that game against New Jersey. Uh, lost, got outplayed, lost 5-2. But one of the individuals I met, and I actually met him at the 84 reunion as well, was Mike Zanier, and he joins us right now. As soon as I can click this button here. There we go. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Yeah, it was nice meeting you again there. Uh, and the Oilers making it official yesterday with the extension of signing uh, Joel Person. So uh, tell me a bit about, first of all, how in the heck do I pronounce this? Because I always thought it was Vaho, and then I'm told, no, it's Vaco. And then, then I'm told from people that 
different parts of Sweden pronounce the the name of the team differently. So how how do you pronounce uh, the team that uh, Joel Harrison plays for? Well, the easiest way when you're kind of talking in English is Vexia. Vexia. And, uh, and then what happens with the different dialects from the different parts of the country, it all sounds a little bit different, but it's the same place. All right, so how long have you been uh, over in Sweden working as a television analyst for? I'm working, t- I'm working radio. I've been doing radio eight years now. I've been eight in years. Sweden eight, 18. 18 years in Sweden and eight years yeah. doing radio right now. And you do, uh, you do uh, Parasons games? Yeah, I do the the Vexia home game. The Vexia home games. Uh, yeah. So you had Elias Pettersson, but there's another one. Uh, we call he's gone by Elias Pettersson here, but every time he does an interview where he says what his name is, he says it's Elias Peterson. <laughs> so uh, he was on that team last year with Pettersson, who had a pretty big year, didn't he, offensively? Which one? Both of them did. Yeah, both of them did. They had a good team. Yeah, they had a great team last year. One of the best I've ever seen here in Sweden. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, t- cool. yeah. Let's start with Joel. Uh, you see this guy and see all the home games. What are, what are Oilers fans in for when this guy comes? And he might be coming over at the end of this season uh, when his club team is finished there. But uh, what sort of? How would you describe him? Is is there an NHL comparable for him? Uh, you know, what do you what do you kind of got from that perspective? I, I what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's kind of like a John Klingberry type. Okay. And uh, from from Dallas, and he's he's a, he's a, he's a really good puck mover. He's a good skater. He sees the ice well. The thing here in Sweden is they play such defensive hockey, so he doesn't get the green light to go often, but he can go when he when he sees the opportunity. Uh, here in, in Vexja, they he's the only guy who can really move the puck for their team, and they they have a team this year that has, has struggled scoring goals. But he's you know he's the the key to all their goals. Uh, can he walk the line like John Klingberg? Because I think right now, once you're in the actual offensive zone, I think John Klingberg has the maybe the best offensive instincts in terms of creating plays because he's you know he's got a great either a shuffle step or you know what I mean like he can slide and make plays on the blue line and he's a right shot as well. And I'm just wondering if if uh, Parison can do that. Well, you know you don't have to do that so much here. So. Uh... I wouldn't say he's like John Klingberg there, but I, I'm sure, you know, when you get over there and you start learning little tricks here and there that he'll pick it up very shortly. So you th- you don't think there's any concerns at all with his skating? Like you think he's going to be able to, to make that transition fairly seamlessly? Uh, I see the other guys that have played here last year and, and the years before hopping over, and I see no problem whatsoever for him. Okay, well, that's... None whatsoever. That's good. Uh, Mike, uh... This is a, an interesting situation because this guy's been a, like, you go to Hockey DB and it's tough to find information on him beyond the last two years. Like, he, he's literally moved up, what, four or five different divisions over the last four or five years? Yeah, he was in the fourth division uh, four years ago. And then, he, you know, they brought him up here to Vexa last year sort of, and sort of as an experiment, a project, and he just happened, he took off like a rocket and he never stopped. And I see. I no. I don't think. I know he's a lot better this year than he was last year. He's more complete. He controls the game out there. Most games, he's a he's a guy who controls the game. Yeah. Well, that uh, bodes well. Mike Zanier joining us, former Edmonton Oilers netminder. Uh, he's a Swedish radio analyst, and we're talking a bit about uh, Oilers prospect Joel Person. Uh, you, you mentioned is there the season hasn't gone as well. Like, where is uh, Vexia currently in the standings? 
right now they're in ninth place, and uh, but it's 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 an unbelievable. They've never had a, a series this tight. It is. Uh, I think there's 11 points between 10th and first place. So everybody, and it's three points every game, right? So everybody's gonna. It it moves quickly. Um, the thing is that uh, it's so it's so tight. But Vecra's biggest problem is they can't score goals. They're the lowest score, the second lowest scoring team in the league, and they're averaging just like two goals a game. So and uh, so, do you yeah, think they don't have? What's that? That you don't think they're going to have the horses to uh, get her done? So will they make the playoffs? Well, right now they're right on the edge of of uh, on that line of making the playoffs or not. They got 15 games left, and there's four points down to missing the playoffs. And they got a real tough home and home against a team below them uh, this weekend, which will probably, I think it'll be a make or break point of their season. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough for them. They've, they're they really good defensively, but they can't score. And, and every game is a tight game. And they, unfortunately, you know, you, you got to be able to score some goals, right? You know that. And yeah. uh, they, they have trouble scoring goals. So, it, you know, it, uh, they've been very good at home, but they're struggling on the road. Uh, tell me this. Agree or disagree with this statement? Uh, right now, Sweden develops a lot of defensemen because, number one, the best athletes want to play defense because a lot of them grew up idolizing Nick Lidstrom. And number two, because the Swedish system allows them to make plays. Do you agree with those two uh, uh, thought processes? Yes. Yes, unquestionably. And... I, I, I've been saying for a couple of years, I think Swedish has got the, in the top eight defensemen in the world, they're the top. There's no question about it. So, you, know, just, you can go down the line. Just, yeah, I, but, I, you know what? I don't, I don't know why. Nobody really knows why. It's just, it's just all of a sudden it's happened. And I, I got to believe that Lidstrom has a lot to do with it. Well, was but he? Every, everybody's playing. Everybody's sort of a playmaker, right? Yes. There's no tough guys. They're all skating and move, puck moving defensemen. And it could be the big ice. It could be a lot of different aspects, but they, they've done a, a, an unbelievable job the last 10 years developing defense. Mike, uh, I mean, take a look at it. You played in the Western Hockey League in the 1980s, and you played for co- – and I know it's 35 years ago, but you had coaches that were yellers and screamers and did not want defensemen making plays. I mean, the Oilers had a coach in their uh, system in the uh, mid-2000s, one of their minor league teams, you know, a puck-moving defenseman would go there, and he's like, I don't want you making plays. I want you getting it out and off the glass. And I think that that's part of it. That's my concern. When I look at Western Hockey League defensemen, like there's a kid this year out of Vancouver. He makes plays. But you know what? you got to accept that he's going to make mistakes once in a while because he's trying to make plays as well. And it just I think the Swedish system right now is more conducive to success for their D because they're not all over their D when they make plays and they don't worry about playing an overly physical game. You're completely right. You know, unfortunately, I haven't, I've only seen one Western Hockey League game in the last 30 years, so I can't really comment on what's happening over there. But uh, there's, the players over here, maybe because there's more ice that they're, and they have to develop their skills. I don't know what it is, but it seems like there's lots of more more skilled players in my eyes are coming from Europe than they are in North America, and you gotta you gotta question what's happening. I just think you gotta let your defenseman have a chance, to make it uh, you know to, to make some mistakes and make some, and maybe that's starting to change, right? Like you you look at NCAA, that's the other thing. You look at NCAA hockey, and you got a four to two practice to game ratio, and their defensemen are. Um, 
literally allowed to quarterback the play. And I just think that there was too much of a focus with some, not all Western Hockey League coaches, but some uh, major junior coaches that didn't want their defensemen to cost them mistakes. And so they basically negatively reinforced with their players on the back end. Uh, Mike Zanier joins us right now. Mike, uh, so you think that Person, uh, Parison would have a chance to... Uh, to to stick as as an NHL guy like this could be a a pretty decent sleeper pick. Let me ask you this: Did you tip off the orders at any point? Like, did you say, "Hey, you guys might want to look at this guy"? Uh, I spoke to a couple guys there last year when I was over. I said, you know, cause they had talked that uh, they you know they're always looking, and I said, well, you guys should give this guy an extra look at and see what happens. And uh, they obviously they they liked what they saw, and they and they signed him to a contract. And they signed him to a contract and had him on their 50-man roster, all the while knowing that they weren't going to be able to deploy him until Vecha's season was over. So that, is, that, is that how it works? That's oh yeah, that's how it worked. Like he's he's signed, and because some organizations wouldn't want to tie that contract space up uh, for a player that's on a, a on a you know has been because he, he basically was assigned theoretically uh, back to. Uh, that's how it has to work when you sign an NHL deal. Yeah, it, he counts. He's on their 50-man roster. So some some use that term as a quote-unquote dead spot on your roster. And you know, and the other thing is the Oilers had another defenseman, Ryan Mantha, Mike, who uh, suffered a, uh, a, a blood clot and in, in, in has had his career shut down, and he's on their 50-man roster as well. And so they had two players that they were not at their actual disposal for the NHL team. And uh, a lot of organizations wouldn't do that. So they must have believed in Joel. So you were in town for the 84-85 reunion last year, right? That's what you're in town for? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, no, not, not, not last year. I was there for uh, the 83-84 reunion. Okay. Oh, the 80... Five years ago? Yeah. Last year, last year I was in town with some friends. We came over to watch some games. And I've got a group coming again this year at the beginning of March. So. Okay, yeah. Heading back your way. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you there. It's interesting because uh, at the 84-85, uh, you know, greatest team in NHL history, that's where the conversation picked up on Miko Koskinen, who I, I know you watch a lot of international hockey, and there were a lot of people that thought he was a top three goaltender not in uh, uh, not in the NHL last year. So, and you as a former goaltender, I mean, you'd have a pretty good feel for that. And, you know, Koskinen's done all right here. He's out to this point. He's out battled Cam Talbot. Let me ask you one more question here. Just on uh, Elias, uh, you know, Elias Peterson or Pedersen, uh, Adam Larson thought he'd been the most skilled Swedish forward he'd seen in the last 10 years. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Without a doubt. I've I've already, I was on Vancouver Radio a lot last year talking about him, and I, I made a mistake by actually saying I saw a little bit of Wayne in him. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I regretted that at the moment, but then I thought about it. I said, no, this kid is pretty good. I've gone on record here in Sweden saying when it's all said and done, I personally think he's going to be the best Swedish forward ever. That's how good this kid is. Who is the best Swedish? Well, Peter Forsberg, I guess, would be the best Swedish forward ever. Here in Sweden, they, they say Peter Forsberg, but Matt, Matt Sundin's in, in the, in the yeah. conversation. But uh, this, I see something in... Um, in Elias that I haven't seen in too many guys. He just he's he's got that ability to know what's happening before it happens. Yeah. And you you saw it with Wayne, you saw it with Mario, you see it with a few other guys, but he he's got a he's got a special special gift about him and it's and, and he works hard and he shoots and he shoots bullets. So he's going to be a great player and he's going to be fun to watch for, for maybe not for the Oilers fans but for the Vancouver fans 
And for hockey fans, he's going to be a great guy to watch for the next 10, 15 years. Final one for you, Mike. How much, uh, you know, we were there, uh, Connor McDavid, obviously, in Gothburg, Taylor Hall's the last two reigning MVPs in the league. Is there, a, is there interest in Connor over in Sweden? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, unfortunately, the, the hockey fans know Connor, and they and they they really you know love what he does. They really push their Swedish players most. Right. Yeah. So so you're not getting the the everyday information unless you're searching for it. Right. Well, but, to, uh, to, totally makes yeah. sense. And just a, a thought on your favorite memory playing on those uh, uh, being a, a depth goaltender in the organization for the Oilers back in the mid 1980s. Do you have one that stood out for you? Oh, oh! I'll tell you a little story. My, one of my favorite stories, and I told this to Paul Coffey. Before my first game, I played in Calgary. Uh, I always, because I played the puck a lot as a goalie, I always went up to my defenseman. And I said, you know, what do you want me to do if the guy's on your butt going around the net? Do you want me to play it, leave it, whatever? And, Co- and everyone said, you know, you do what you want to do. You come to Coffey. I said, Coffey, what do you want me to do? He says, kid, he says, if he's on my, if he's on my butt when we go around, he ain't going to be there when we come out. <laughs> And uh, he was right. Mike, we're going to do this again. Thanks for your time, okay? Okay, Bob. Take care. Yvette, that's uh, Mike Zanier, former uh, Oilers goaltender, radio analyst, Vexha. I would have never known that was the pronunciation. Uh, but you know what? If you've been listening to the show over the last several years, you know I mispronounce lots of words. It's it's the Halseyism, isn't me. Grew up listening to Brian Hall. I mean, I, I thought Cincinnati was Cincinnati. And Louis Pasagli was Louis Pasaya. I mean, that's just the way it was. 122 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. One twenty-five in Edmonton. Val from the high desert of northeast Colorado has uh, emailed me to say, Bob, yes, we in the high desert are homers for Peter Forsberg, but look at how many goalies were turned into cabbies by Matt Sundin. <laughs> okay. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Bob, Duncan Keith and Colton Pareko with Clefbaum and Larson would be a very good top four, all at fair deals. I very much disagree with moving Larson like some think. With Clef as his partner, they give us steadiness at the top. They honestly need something better than Nurse and Russell as a second pairing. Russell and Bouchard strike me as an excellent third pairing next year. That leaves a trade of Nurse for Pareko and something for Keith from Grand Prairie. I wouldn't trade Darnell Nurse, unless you're looking for a really different dynamic. Uh, Bob, can uh, Joel uh, Person come here after the Swedish League ends and play for the Oilers in late March from Brad? Yes, he can. He can do that. Um, again, you can text us at 630, 6.30, 6.30. <laughs> uh, uh, this text comes in out of Fowler, Alberta. Wow, I'm impressed with that interview. Uh, that you uh, just did with Mike Zanier. Uh, he really described Joel well and Elias too. If Joel is a one-two, the talent that Klingberg is, they got a hell of a talent. I would vote that the Joel signing last year was one of Shirelli's smartest moves. Well, the Koskinen signing was a good signing. I think we can agree on that. The the one-year deal at $2.5 million. We'll see if he can live up. He certainly lived up to that contract. We'll see moving forward if he can be a three-times 4.5 guy. And I get the trepidation that's out there in oil country on that deal, given the sample size. Um, let's bring it in. 
chase on $650,000 was a good Shirelli signing as well. And there's been some good picks. Uh, again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, you're like Les Desmond on WKRP uh, Cincinnati. Chi-Chi Rod Regaz. Wasn't Les Nesman's greatest line uh, uh, one partial score tonight, Cincinnati 11? And then he didn't have the other team mentioned. Anyhow, that was the joke back in the day. Uh, yeah, and, and, and just again, so you know, everyone's going with Elias Pedersen, but Pedersen in a commercial calls himself Peterson. He told Jack Michaels that it's Peterson. Jack's my partner, so now i got to go with Peterson even though everybody else is calling him Patterson. That's kind of how it works. Is there anybody that's got a confusing name to pronounce uh, with the uh, Sherbert Crusaders? Not with the Crusaders, but when I was calling Major Midget Hockey in BC, the goaltender's name was Eris Anagnostopoulos, and he got peppered with shots. So imagine saying that 50 times a game. You ever hear of Warren Skordensky? No. He was a uh, goaltender for the Chicago Blackhawks back circa 1984-85, and of course his nickname often was Warren Score Against Me. And then there was Stacy Wakabayashi. He was a uh, fleet-footed uh, winger for the Alberta Golden Bears. Maybe the, one of the fastest guys I've ever had. And the Brandon Bobcats, who are no longer in youth sports hockey, renamed him Stacy walking right past me. Now, that one I kind of like because that's paying homage to uh, how good uh, Walk was back in the day because he could walk you. 128 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. Uh, next up, the commissioner of the Western Hockey League, Ron Robinson. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.